Welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist podcast that knows time is fake, but personal growth is real. Today we have Laura, Kellen, and Zoe. And once again, we're at the end of another year. How many years has it been at least the three of us? This is, it's been, what? This is our third Third? New Year's with the three of us, I think. Perfect. I love that. that. Happy New Year to us. Oh, happy New Year to us. I love you both. Oh my God, y'all. In like nine days, we're going to be together getting matching (gasps) tattoos. Iconic. So exciting. I love how we made it like maybe 30 seconds into the app before I was just like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I appreciate that because as you know, I'm usually the one just being like, ah, to everyone we ever talk to. <laughs> one of many, one of many that will happen. During this episode. Yes, exactly. So yes, we're at the end of yet another year. Um, Time is fake, but apparently Gregory has other ideas. Yes, I'm referring to the Gregory that the Gregorian calendar is named after, which in case you're curious, is Pope Gregory VIII. Okay. I actually didn't know that, but I do love that you're on a first name basis with him. I didn't know it at all, but I made the joke to myself about like (laughs) Gregory. And then I was like, oh, what is the Gregory? What is the Gregorian calendar named after? And it was named after Gregory. So um, I just love my inside jokes with myself. (laughs) Wow. So a pope invented time. And I would say that's further proof that Catholicism is is bad. Mm-hmm. is anti-semitic is patriarchal <laughs> is everything else it's bad it doesn't exist a pope created it exactly so to kind of ground us in this episode i want to talk about how there's an urge both under capitalism and under capricorn season kind of both equally as punishing really <laughs> to to strive and work and plan and that particularly shows up at new year's so in light of that i thought i could start us off with an affirmation i read recently and this comes from non-binary artist and writer marley grace um, which i thought could be like a grounding way for us to enter into another year of pure chaos I want to live one day at a time in such an impeccable way that each day is a miracle instead of an obstacle course of control and managing. I want to keep things simple. I want to expand my capacity for discomfort and uncertainty. I want to relish in not knowing and adventure through distress. I want to plan when planning makes sense, not because the calendar is about to change. I want to dream when I am dreaming, make amends while they happen, and walk in the sunlight of the spirit. I don't know about the spirit vibes. I mean, like, depending if it's like a haunted vibe, I'm I'm in the sunlight of the haunted vibes, I feel. (laughs) I really like that. Yeah, as long as it's not like the Holy Spirit IMO for me personally. I love how that's not what I thought of at all, but it makes sense that that is what came to mind for oh for me yeah and i don't think knowing marley that that's what they were thinking of when they wrote this either um but you know 
gotta talk about Catholicism or else it's not a season of the bitch episode. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> we need to I really want to make a bingo card and that will absolutely be on it. Laura brings up Catholicism. <laughs> yes. I want a season of the bitch bingo card. Maybe 2022. It's our, is the year, year we've been talking about it for like three years at least. Maybe at our retreat we'll make one. And it would be kind of funny because yes. we all get to like lightly roast each other about what we bring up. I love that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Okay, we're going to do it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) I really loved this affirmation because, you know, at this point in time, the world is only continuing to fall into disarray. Biden is somehow literally doing a worse job of handling the pandemic than his predecessor, who was a literal (laughs) fascist. So if (laughs) Kellen is dabbing. So if we need any more indication that Democrats and libs are not the answer, that pretty much seals it. I still wasn't sure, so I'm thinking. <laughs> now Zoe knows. I'm so skeptical this whole time, to be honest. Yes, of Zoe course. noted lib. Yes. <laughs> Nib- lib apologist. That hurt me. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, you know, in an era of climate catastrophe that will only increase at a quicker and quicker pace as the ice caps continue to melt. And then the billionaire class exploring space, which in turns amplifies the climate catastrophe uh and of course the u.s federal budget once again decided to expand its military budget by billions of dollars instead of providing life-saving services to the american people which would cost significantly less but let's build it back better y'all um the cdc also just literally serves the interest of capital and is changing its required 10-day isolation to five days for literally no reason other than people need to work newsflash to the libs no we don't yeah zoe we don't have to work (laughs) thank you so much for letting me be the token love of this podcast it means so much to me (laughs) yeah it's truly a sociopathic behavior um of the cdc to do that uh and generally this administration also like that whole press briefing that came out that was like let's put the blame on individuals rather than like talk about any life-saving services we as the u.s government could provide hate to see it all of that to say you truly hate to see it however you're doing right now whatever you're doing right now i'm fucking proud of you you're still here you're surviving this hellscape and we're in this together. It's truly okay to not be striving and thriving in the ways your parents or normies might think that you should. In fact, it feels like a waste of goddamn time. <laughs> the real priority is solidarity with all of us in the struggle and creating the moments of happiness and peace within ourselves whenever and wherever we can find them. Hell yeah. Wow, thank you for that, Laura. Um, every time I thought it, I thought it couldn't get more depressing. It just did. <laughs> sorry, but oh also- my god, no, 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 sorry. Yeah, it was all very true and necessary. It's just, it's good to remember that the fact that any of us are still even here doing anything mm. at all, at all, is a miracle. And means we're thriving in our own ways. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think next we wanted to talk about um, a section being called 2021 feels question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to start, Zoe? 
I can. Um, so I've been like reflecting. So my birthday is only a few weeks before New Year's. And I feel like I do a lot more reflecting around like my birthday as like a counter, even though that's also like they just fake too, but whatever. Um, it's a much more important day though, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, mm-hmm. much. My plans for my birthday were way more extravagant than my plans for New Year's. Um, but yeah, so like things I've been thinking about over the past couple weeks. Um, one is like, about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, I moved um, from Philly to Chicago. I had only ever spent about six hours in Chicago in my entire life. Um, and I wasn't able to visit before moving because of COVID. So I like packed up my car and my cat and drove myself visiting Laura along the way um, mm. from <laughs> Philly to Chicago. And I guess like, at the time, I didn't think about how big of a deal that was. I was just kind of like, that's what I had to do. Like, yeah. Um, so I just did it. But whenever I like, not whenever, several people that I've told this have been like, I can't believe you just like moved by yourself to a new city or like, that's really brave. And I'm like, it wasn't brave. I just like, I had to move. And so I moved. Mm-hmm. But uh, it turns out a lot of people do just stay where they are because doing things like that is scary. And so I've been trying to give myself more credit. And also when I first moved, I remember because my birthday is very important to me. I remember being Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know anyone in Chicago. So like, I guess this year for my birthday, I'm just like not going to be able to do anything. I won't have any friends. And I was very wrong. Um, I've like made some great friends and some people I already knew have like moved to Chicago. Um, And so just like thinking about how different my like life and social circle and surroundings and like literally everything about my life was last mm-hmm. year to this year. I'm like, Oh, like it's actually, I don't know. Very cool. Um, I've yeah. made it three more semesters of grad school this year because I have to go over the summer. Mm. Um, not as proud about that, <laughs> but it's, <happening. laughs> um, also I decided to start taking SSRIs again, which for me Solidarity. was, Yes, was a big decision for me. Um, The last time I was on them was about six or seven years ago. And I had um, some pretty bad experiences, including um, like serotonin toxicity, which Mm. if you know what it is, look it up. It's extremely not fun, would not recommend zero out of 10 experience. Um, And so I was really afraid of starting again, but my mental health was at a place where I felt like that became something that I should really consider. And so I have, Mm. but I've been like taking it very slowly and I'm still on a pretty low dose, but it's definitely been helping. And uh, me deciding to do that was right actually a few weeks before my breakup this year, um, because that was contributing to a lot of anxiety for me, like the last few months of that relationship, as I talked about on our breakup episode. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I mean, my main feels are like, Moved across the country. A few months later, eight months later, went through a breakup. Um, and like, here I am. And we'll get to this more later. But I would say that in my own way, I feel I'm thriving. Hell yeah. I love that for you. I agree. Yeah. I, yeah, I do too. I think you're doing amazing. I'm like very proud so of much. you. It's been <laughs> wonderful to watch you grow. You sound Thank like you a so mom. <laughs> but you, um, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um 2021 it was for me it was definitely like a wild year and I think we'll talk more about this when we get to um the astrology part of our episode 
Um, cause it was definitely a Saturn return kind of year for me. Um, a lot changed for me this year to just, you know, list a few things. I finished my PhD. I started a new job. I dated, I started a new relationship. I moved to Pennsylvania and then back to New York again. And, you know, like hopefully all of our listeners, I got vaccinated. I kind of had life start back up again. Then Omicron showed up and was like, bitch, you thought, you know, and, and other things too. Um, And, you know, given all of that, you know, I still, and I I almost feel bad saying this because I know this wasn't the case for a lot of people, but like, I think all in all, I actually had a really wonderful 2021. It was like absolutely super hard at times, um, especially with the pandemic. There were times I felt incredibly isolated. Um, On my particular end, I was continuing to navigate a divorce that started in 2020 I had a really rough time in my move to Pennsylvania, though, as established, <laughs> that didn't actually last very long. Um, I spent a chunk of the year, you know, dealing with being single during a pandemic, which we've talked about in our revolutionary romance episodes and such, you know, wouldn't recommend. Um, but at the same time, I also, I think, accomplished something like pretty significant in finishing my dissertation, graduating from my PhD program. Um, I got a job turning my dissertation into a book. I'm now in this like relationship that I didn't expect at all, but I, I honestly have never been happier with somebody. And I just feel like I grew immensely during this year and I'm like closer to being my authentic self than I've ever been. So my feels are that despite a lot of hardship, I'm, I'm just like super grateful for 2021. Wow. Yes. Oh, we love to see it. <laughs> Kellen we love to reaching see it. a fucking powerful form. <laughs> I mean, not that you weren't part. Oh, okay. Also, yeah, you know, d- became Dr. Kellen. That's a powerful thing in terms of society <laughs> and in terms of literal, like you did fucking did a massive thing. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree that the you that has come out of graduating from that is like the you I feel is most true. And I love that. It's really wild what no longer being attached to like an incredibly oppressive institution does for your mental health and your sense of self. (laughs) (laughs) Truly wild. Truly wild. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like I literally I like created these uh, arbitrary uh, this feels section. And when it got to my turn, I was like, what is there even to say? Um, Because a I do feel like I've talked a lot this year on the podcast and on our Patreon series uh, about my life. I've been like, I feel like very upfront with my personal life. Um, but, you know, as a brief uh, recollection, um, and I'm going to get into this actually a little bit more in Kellen's next question. But, you know, my grandma was diagnosed with a stage four cancer in May. And for three months straight, I was basically um, 24-7 caring for her, which um, there's just like a lot of statistics uh, not that to, to impersonalize this experience, because for me, it was, you know, it like the reality is it's three months of of trauma every day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of statistics about people who are caretakers for people at end of life and like what what happens to your mental health when that happens. So uh, it's been a very rough year. It's been a very rough 
several years, um, as I'll also get to <laughs> more, uh, but also as you all know. Um, but what I will say is I am so grateful to my friends. I think that having the type of friendships that I have feels like a superpower. It feels like something that is unlike what I have seen other people prioritize in their lives. But for me, especially, you know, going through what I've been through in the last three years, also basically being single for a long time, like my friendships are the core of myself and my community. And there's just been so many people, including the two people on this call, who have just really shown up for me this year in particular while I've just been going through it. So if you're listening and you're one of those people, I fucking love you. If you're not one of those people, I love you you too. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. Speaking on behalf of all of Flora's friends who we've ever met, we all love you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. One thing I wanted to ask y'all was, what did you learn in 2021? Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like I learned a lot this year and I purposefully was like, I was thinking about at first I was like, what have I learned? And then I was like, I guess I'm in grad school. And then I was also like, I'm not going to think about that. Um, (laughs) So you learned a lot. Yeah, I learned a lot, but not that I'm going to (laughs) address. But I guess I wanted to talk more about like things that I've learned about myself. That's how I was interpreting it. So I feel like I'm still trying to learn this, but that's okay. Um, I've been increasingly learning this with every breakup, which is that it is okay. And in fact, probably good to leave a relationship before it hits rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, Like once you're crying every day about a relationship, you actually don't need to keep trying to make it work. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not that I didn't know that, but I think it's just been becoming more and more clear that, I have a tendency to, um, in those ways, like prioritize other people's needs above my own and be like really trying to accommodate when it's like very much the detriment of myself. And I've been learning or like trying to like instew in myself that I don't need to do that. Instew. Um, I'm obsessed with this. Is that a word? (laughs) And. That's not a word. Instill, I think, is maybe what you meant, but I love instew. Instew is good. Yeah. Because it's like you're stewing on it, but like internally. Thank you for understanding the words I make up. This happens to me all the time. Like I just make up words that make sense to me. Yeah. And I think that people should take context clues. Yeah. No, I I was (laughs) like, I get exactly what you mean. Of course yeah well um apparently i've coined a new term listeners at home yeah you're in stewing <laughs> um yeah i've also been learning both through the breakup through grad school through all of the dating that has happened since well that sounds like i've done a lot of dating all of the dating apps and occasional dates that have happened <laughs> since the breakup um just like picking myself back up even if i'm like sad about something i you know, I've learned that I bounce back quick. <laughs> like, I get very sad, but it's usually short-lived. And then I'm like, you just wake up one morning and you're like, okay, cool. Like, ready to put that behind. Ready to mm-hmm. ready to keep going. Um, and the other thing, which, like, sounds cheesy, but whatever. <laughs> is, like, 
related to the other things like learning how to choose myself and put myself and my needs above what I think like other people necessarily need or want me to do for them when that's appropriate. I also uh, am very caring and do a lot for other people, which is why this is something I needed to do. Um, but I did want to mention that as I'm wearing right now, I did buy myself a, I'm showing my colors. They've seen it multiple times. Um, (laughs) I did buy myself a black diamond ring, which technically is it an engagement ring? Yes. Does that mean I'm engaged to myself? Yes. Um, (laughs) but also I just wanted black diamonds for a long time. It's like a big stone, which is, um, black related quartz. And then it has like this band of like tiny, um, black diamond chips which I've just wanted for a long time and decided to get that for me and I think like beyond just being silly of being like haha I'm engaged to myself I'm a such um it also <laughs> makes me feel good like when maybe I do feel rejected by like someone I went on a date with or someone who I'm like trying to flirt with or whatever um that I can just kind of like look at it and be like okay that's cool I've actually decided that I am my favorite person and like am the best person and like they can really go ahead and make their own mistakes oh i love love that that. thank you that's that's so good um (laughs) thank you we love to see people buying their own engagement rings yeah (laughs) (laughs) on black friday sales perhaps (laughs) (laughs) love love that for you um yeah i uh I I learned I think this year a lot about like healing I think very similar to you Zoe I learned a lot about how to like pick myself back up um I learned that like really I don't know I think that a lot of my anxiety used to be around like inventing I mean this is what anxiety is inventing worst case scenarios and then being like I won't be able to cope with this when it happens and over the last couple of years, I feel like I have lived through what I thought were worst case scenarios and I made it through the other side and I'm hashtag thriving. Um, And that actually makes life a lot less scary. And so I've learned similarly to you, Zoe, that like I can make it through stuff that's hard. And I think that's like a really important lesson to learn. Um, another thing that I learned that's a little different, I think, is just about the ways that just the creativity of capitalism, you know, like, it is honestly impressive, like, kudos almost to the system that we're living in and finding new and terrible ways to oppress us. Um, And so I feel like I've learned a lot about just the fights that are ahead of us you know just the picture becomes clearer and clearer every day like how much work we have to do which is like really scary but I think that going along with this idea of like learning about resilience it can be it's good like it's good to be clear-eyed in like the fight that's ahead of us um I think you know this whole pandemic has been very eye-opening on that front even if you were already someone that's like the government doesn't give a fuck about us. The parties don't give a fuck about us. The ruling class doesn't give a fuck about us. It's like, like Laura was saying, like, oh, oh, the CDC is fully just telling us to go back to work so our bosses don't lose, like, any money when we die. Cool, 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 cool. Um, but yeah, those are, those are my big things. Yeah, what about you, Laura? 
Oh, yeah. Um, so at the beginning of the year, I feel really fortunate that I learned that there is a world in which I don't feel completely beholden to depression. Um, in the first three months of me microdosing, uh, which that started in early March, I felt the most freedom I've ever felt mentally. Unfortunately, because I experienced three months of straight trauma, uh, I am not in the same space now as I was, but I did learn that it's possible and that is really helpful for thinking about healing. Um, And I also learned that I'm very bad at letting people take care of me because I'm so used to taking care of everyone around me, but I also very much need to be taken care of by people (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so I have also been learning how to allow people to care for me and also how to ask for the care that I need so you know baby steps here in 2021 (laughs) yeah can I like add an anecdote about yeah of course about About Laura yeah Uh, related to that but you can take it out if you want um but so in june we were all in new york for kellen's graduation party and um all of the co-hosts were like sitting together and we were eating clementine and um i like grabbed a cup for us to put the peels in and this is while laura was like in the middle of taking (laughs) care of their grandma so it was like a very intense time so i just like bring over a cup and i'm like oh we can put the peels in here and like laura started like tearing up and was like oh my god like no one ever like thinks of things or like does things for me and it was like such a simple thing but I think it's really like like really telling of how you like don't necessarily ask for help even when it's like these really simple things that then like it meant so much to you and I was like Laura I like really just grabbed a cup and you were like (laughs) no but like no one else has done that for me was I on mushrooms yes (laughs) So well, that, I was just thinking of that yes, moment. Yes, no, that it's true. It's very, it's very real. It's very real. Yes, the um, the heightened reaction was perhaps due to the shrooms, but I would say the like <laughs> emotional reaction no, was. Yeah, mushrooms don't change yeah. how you feel exactly. or your reactions. It it just heightens it. <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely. Um, so this section is called 2022 wishes. Um, And I personally love the idea of making wishes for yourself that you hope will come true rather than creating resolutions about changes in behavior or something or like an expectation for yourself Um, because I just feel better making little wishes. (laughs) Yeah, I love this concept. I did want to address a resolution that I made, I think, on our first New Year's episode. I shared this, that um, (laughs) I wanted to make out with less of my coworkers. Um, and I just want to be clear that none of these were like an HR violation. I was bartending at the time. And so like, you're drinking at work. We close at 4am. We would hang out together after work. Once we were like drunk and doing God knows what that I will not describe, um, for legal purposes, but like, you know, then you just like have a fun little makeout. And it wasn't like this was bothering me. I just was kind of like, you know, maybe no, um, maybe like the awkward moments to that. Cause I don't think I'm awkward about those things the next day. Cause like, I'm fine just like making out with a friend and being like, whatever. But the awkwardness that like other people brought to it is I was just like, I don't think this is like going well for me. So anyway, (laughs) I am pleased to announce that since then I am not (laughs) currently making out with any coworkers. However, 
I'm also no longer working in service, which I feel like that specific job like lent itself well to that. Um, I'm now working part time uh, in academia and I truly don't find any of my coworkers attractive. If you're listening, no offense, but also you're welcome, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Zoe, on successfully completing one of your New Year's resolutions slash wishes from previous years. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Also, I work remote, so I don't even interact with my coworkers. So was it me or was it COVID? (laughs) No one can say. Um, But one of my current wishes generally is to make out with more people when it's COVID safe. Um, I am boosted. So FYI, <laughs> um, just not any of my coworkers. <laughs> I also, I think my main wish is that I can continue to maintain the work life, which has an emphasis on the life part balance with grad <laughs> school. Um, my first couple semesters, I had a really hard time making enough time to live while trying to do grad school and also it was COVID and so there was a limit in what I could do but I still feel like um it just wasn't really it wasn't serving me um as a quintuple sag that was never my vibe during undergrad or high school but I think since I never saw myself going to grad school that um I felt a lot more pressure and more of a need to like work hard and like prove myself because I didn't really feel like I belonged there but like that's just capitalist Mm. scams so this past (laughs) semester (laughs) I've made much more of a conscious effort to focus more on the living part and making time for friends and doing the things that make me happy and sometimes because I do have a lot of work that means like planning study dates with friends where like maybe we half study and then like half you know do whatever Um, But also sometimes just making plans and being like, I'm going to let my brain rest. I'm not thinking about anything um, school related. And like, that's also part of grad school is not losing your mind. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like that's going well. And um, I am wishing to continue to do that and continue to emphasize like having fun while I'm doing Mm -hmm. the uh, often hell work that is grad school because as Laura alluded to in the beginning, we don't have time to waste here. Like, sometimes I'm just like, why Why am I wasting three years going to grad school and the world is ending? But the others, on the other hand, I'm like, well, the government's paying for me to live. And um, will the world end before I pay them back? Likely. <laughs> Likely. Yeah. No, I totally vibe with that, Zoe. I, I feel like a big theme of 2021 for me was, like, as I think I've sort of hinted at and will continue to hint at, um, it was like learning to let go of things that don't serve me and like work stress just doesn't serve me. Um, I want to like keep centering my own happiness over what I'm like, quote unquote, supposed to be doing and, you know, including at work. Um, Another wish I have is to strengthen my relationships with my family. Um, I like want to work on like strengthening my relationship with my mom um I would like to spend more time with my brother now that the pandemic like chilled out a bit or like was chilling out a bit but then like Omicron happened so like we'll see about that I don't know but like I think a big thing for me is that I've realized my family is changing like my my brother's been in a relationship for a couple of years now they're really serious like I'm in my first serious relationship since a big breakup and like I'm coming to terms with the fact that now that we're both adults our family structure is changing um like, luckily, my brother's partner is super nice. And, like, the only reason I know my current partner at all is because he's actually, like, my brother's friend from high school. So that definitely makes things easier that I feel like we all get along. But I don't know. I just want to, like, 
continue or just like to, I just want to navigate these changes gracefully and like intentionally as new family structures start or like continue to take form. Um, and I think my last wish is to just like feel happy and content within myself. Um, a lot of New Year's resolutions are mired in like fat phobia and diet culture, which obviously we at Susan the Bitch hate. Um, so like I have no interest in like a resolution to like lose weight or like get, I don't know, jacked or something. But like I would like to feel more comfortable and less critical in my own body. Um, and like outside of the meat sack thing, um, I think I just like, you know, want to feel like I'm enough, you know, like enough for my relationships with my friends and with other people, like enough for myself just to like, you know, feel content that I'm good enough. Mm, yes, I totally relate to that as well, especially the like body image stuff. I've been, mm. yeah, just think about similarly, like, okay, I don't want to lose weight. I don't want to work out more. I just like want to also not be self-conscious about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's very beautiful. And you both are more than good enough. In fact, you're perfect. So I wish those Thanks. things for you as well. <laughs> I just like read my next line and I was like, I just <laughs> need a minute. <laughs> Take your time. Uh, yeah, no, I just I re- literally just wish that no one I love dies this year. Um, sorry to be morbid as fuck, but literally someone close and special has died every year of my life for the last three years. And sometimes it was more than one person. Um, so yeah, I would just really love it if no one close to me died. Thank you so much, universe, for your consideration. We're manifesting. (laughs) We're manifesting. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I also wish to find love. Can you even imagine a Pisces Venus fulfilling its duty as a lover? It would be powerful. It would be fucking powerful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I also wish to feel more at peace with my skills as a musician. I think wanting to be great can be like a stumbling block for creativity. And I want to be able to trust myself more with messiness and the process. I love that. I also just wanted to add um 2022 is the year that i turned 30 1992 babies welcome to the club yes (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm actually pretty excited for that um starting a new decade i'm i'm very excited to see what the next 10 years have in store for me and like i guess that my i have like a you know just a wish for my 30s is to just continue to try to find authentic happiness in this like incredibly messy and unpredictable world, you know? Yeah. Well, we are continuing to manifest and you will be 30, flirty and thriving. Here you come. Thank you so much. And I will, I will make you watch that movie with me for your birthday. (laughs) 13 going on 30. Yes. Love that. It's in, it's an iconic, it's an iconic movie. Yeah. Especially when you turn 30 and you're 30, flirty, and thriving. Okay, I will say whatever streaming app it's on, it's in the sci-fi fantasy section, which like, I understand that it's technically that because of whatever time swap. Like time travel. But like, in what world is 13 going on 30 
sci-fi fantasy genre. I right, just... like sitting next to Dune. Like... Yes. <laughs> Star also, like, it's Star a rom-com. Wars in thirteen going on thirty. No, yeah. it's a rom com. I also keep yeah, trying to apply that saying to myself. I just turned twenty eight, and I keep in my mind being like twenty eight, flirty and thriving, and I'm like, it doesn't have the same ring, but it just is like that's been in my head. <laughs> thirty two. Thriving. Flirty and thriving. <laughs> We're all flirty and thriving. Some of us are about to actually be 30. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we've been talking about how we're going into this. This part's called Astro Corner. Ew. Okay. So <laughs> just like we've done in past years, I wanted to highlight some major transits that are happening this year. To give some background on jargon, a transit is the relationship between two planets or luminaries. So it could be the moon or the sun. So, you know, as all the planets in the moon move around in their various orbits, either around the sun or around the earth, they come into positions that might have significance or influence on us here on earth. Um, that's, there's a lot I'm not going to go into for lack of time, but here's a few things that are happening. I just want to point out to listeners real quick, um, you can hire Laura as your personal astrologer. So if this is compelling to you, keep that in mind. Please continue, Laura. Thank you so also, much. Also, um, to the person who emailed us seeking an astrology reading from Laura, I haven't forwarded your email yet, but I did tell Laura about it. I'm so sorry. You'll get a response soon. I'm sorry to you personally <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can just DM me if you're curious about the process. So the first major thing that's actually already happening is Venus is retrograding in Capricorn. So you've probably heard about Mercury retrograde, but all planets can retrograde or look like they're traveling backwards in our night sky. Venus is the planet of love, connection, art, and beauty, and this transit takes place from December 19th, 2021 to January 29th, 2022. To make the most of this transit, undertake a deep review of your relationships, especially at work. Pay special attention to the power dynamics and how to balance them. Capricorn is all about the bones and architecture of something, so this Venus retrograde will be looking at the construction of beauty, the construction of art, and the construction of our relationships. Every Venus retrograde is related to the one that happened eight years ago, so this one at the top of 2022 relates to the one that happened in December 2013. So if you think... can I just say that december 2013 is when i got together with my ex wow in venus retrograde seems bad wow well oh we're shook releasing that energy for sure damn just so yeah i mean anyway if you think back to that time you know like kellen just Uh did in real time which is amazing uh you'll get hints (laughs) at what this retrograde is circling back to as well um so (laughs) it might it might be like a good thing from that start time or um Mm. something you know it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. like what the outcome after that time was it's just during that That month period you know so even if the outcome of that relationship wasn't best it doesn't mean that that time (laughs) specifically was bad 
And if you can't for the life of you remember what you were doing in December 2013, I'm here with you. (laughs) I know. It took me like a long time after I wrote this up, like being like, what the fuck was I doing at that time? The answer is not something of major note. Right. Like I, yeah, I had some guesses, but it was actually December 2014 when I was thinking of. So I have no fucking clue. Yeah. I mean, I think I like made the decision that I was going to move to Portland, Oregon at that time and uh, like did make the decision that I would be leaving my job, which makes sense about like the Capricorn energy. But yeah, that's all I got. Um, So Mars will also be retrograding this year in Gemini. Uh, Mars will actually be in Gemini for nine months out of the year, which is pretty major. It's never that long in one sign. Um, So the retrograde will be from October 30th to January 12th. Of, of this coming year to January 12th, 2023. The mood will be unmotivated and frustrating. Um, and the last time Mars was in retrograde in Gemini was late 2007, early 2008. These are challenging time periods. They are all about how we deal with anger and work through our frustration. Because Mars will be in Gemini for so long, it will involve communication, looking at communication issues, and understanding how we use our words as weapons, both how we want to do that and how we don't want to do that. Okay, and finally, I want to talk about Jupiter in Pisces. Jupiter is the planet of abundance, wisdom, luck, faith, optimism, growth, and spirituality. It's such a fun planet. Um, This planet will be in a joyful sign of Pisces until May 10th, and then again from October 27th to the end of the year. In Pisces, our cosmic fairy godmother has access to all its resources and creature comforts. Nothing can hold it back. I'm referring to Jupiter as the cosmic fairy godmother here, in case you were curious. I mean, it rolls sad, (laughs) so it feels right to me. Exactly. Nothing can hold it back. Um, So this isn't for a very period of time, like long period of time in the grand scheme of things, but this time will be a period where we yearn for more oneness and a deep connection to life and each other. And it also was in a Saturn ruled sign. Aquarius and Capricorn are both Saturn ruled. And it was in those signs for the last two years. So having Jupiter in a, in in signs that are typically ruled by Saturn, which is like the planet of hard work and all these like kind of constricting things to like move from that into like a very open sign is going to we're going to feel a shift from the last two years. Well, thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see it. And thank you for all of that information. As Helen mentioned, you can hit up Laura for an astrology reading. You can also email us at Season of the Bee. I will pass on the information, which I have done, just not your contact information. Um, but I'm working on it. Um, one of my wishes for the next year is that I respond to emails and don't just think about them in my mind and hope the person knows I appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like work to me, though. I don't exactly. Know. I just like read that them. life work balance. I yeah. read a lot of them and I'm like, oh, that's nice. And like I told Laura, I was like, someone in our inbox wants an astrology reading. And then I just didn't forward it. But I will. I will. Because these things haunt me when I'm trying to fall asleep. So I promise it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, in the vein of talking about personal growth and astrology, I also wanted to talk a little bit about Saturn returns. 
since mine and Kellen's are both currently underway and this Saturn return will be happening until 2023. Um, also, I, I didn't even realize how much, I think a lot of the things Kellen and I have both said are very like Saturn return-esque. So <laughs> well, this will kind of explain what that means. You can use an online calculator. You can just Google it if you want to figure out like the exact angle and time of like your Saturn return. Um, but for this purpose, I'm just going to talk about it more generally. So Saturn return occurs every 27 to 29.5 years and signifies when Saturn returns to the same place it was when you were born. And depending on lifespan, this can happen multiple times in people's lives. Um, the first one is often the most intense in the sense that it's kind of signifying like entering fully entering into adulthood. Um, the later ones would be around like late fifties and then, um, in your 80s and there are obviously big like life developments around those times but it manifests in a different way so saturn is known as the teacher of the zodiac because it represents limits boundaries fears and self-discipline the saturn return is a big coming of age moment um, it's often associated with making major life changes as well as shedding things and people and circumstances in your life that are not serving you anymore um, you also learn what actions and behaviors of yours you need to leave behind in order to like fully enter um, adulthood and like kind of discover your authentic self as Kellen has been talking about. So my Saturn and Kellen's and those born between 1991 to 1994, part of those years, um, the end years is in Aquarius. So Aquarian energy, as we've definitely discussed before in the podcast, is linked strongly to social justice, intelligence, and um, sometimes seeming detached, but usually because they're like kind of lost in their own thoughts because Aquarians have many competing thoughts at any given time. <laughs> so um, combining that with the teaching planet makes Saturn Aquarian folks um, known to be visionaries, inventors, creators. Aqua Saturns <laughs> are also known to be super connectors as relating to people and bringing people together. So brag for us. <laughs> um, and for folks in general, since um, Saturn will remain in Aquarius until 2023, um, this does affect you even if that is not your Saturn placement. This can also um, be a very auspicious time to begin or deepen a relationship. This transit brings people together to reach beyond the individual capabilities, um, romances, that are established during this time are some of the most powerful and activated unions of all. And as much of this transit um, strengthens and deepens connections, it also has the potential to end that which no longer are serving us or maybe never did in the first place, but um, helps us to realize that. So being on the lookout for people and connections that drain you of energy more than they help you feel good about yourself and affirmed and fulfilled with energy, um, being ready to let them go, even though that's very difficult. And um, now is also a good time for building sturdy and lasting structures in your life. So just a little about me personally, I've been, I've been researching this a lot because I've been feeling my Saturn return coming on pretty strong from like what I do know about it. And so I've been trying to like look up more about like what it means for me personally, but um, partially that relates back to what I was saying about like choosing myself and knowing when to end relationships that are draining me or not making me feel good about myself. And 
Um, it's also meant that I have been having a lot of difficult conversations with people in my life about um, what my needs are and not necessarily cutting ties, but being open to doing so if I don't feel like I'm being treated well. Um, but I also just had a conversation with a friend that went really well, where I expressed that I um, felt like I was there for this person a lot more than they've been there for me. And that's a way that I've felt about like several friendships in my life, because I think I'm like a very loyal and like very responsive friend. And so when people aren't returning that, I'm like, what the fuck? Um, so anyway, I had this conversation. It was really difficult. We were both crying, but then ultimately like they agreed with me. And I think we've been like communicating a lot better as friends and that like, I'm glad we had that conversation because I didn't want to cut ties. Like I really care about Mm -hmm. this person. Um, so I think that's part of it too. And yeah, uh, in the same vein, I feel like I've been really trying to strengthen my closer friendships over the past few years and um, the people that I do feel like I want around um, for the lasting future. And I've been feeling really lucky and loved by the people in my life. Um, I remember Mm. especially like, yeah, especially y'all, but like the evening after my breakup, um, I I already had like a FaceTime happy hour plan with a couple friends and they asked if I wanted to cancel, but I was like, no, I think I just want to chat. And like, I didn't really want to talk about it that much at the time. We were just talking about other things, but I remember just feeling like, wow, I'm like really loved. Like these people just wanted to like talk to me and like catch up, like no matter what I'm currently going through. Um, so yeah, that's some of my feelings about that, which I <sighs> am continuing to process, but Kellen is also an Aquarius Saturn. So I wanted to know if um, you wanted to add anything about like how this has been playing out for you. Yeah, totally. So I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I do have a little tattoo that I got this summer marking my Saturn return. Um, just above my right, like inner ankle, I have an Aries sign. Um, my current partner <laughs> gave me that tattoo about three weeks into us dating, LOL. And um, a little tiny Saturn is right below that. I got that this summer in the midst of what I was calling chaotic girl summer, which began after I turned in the final copy of my dissertation at the end of June. Um, At the time, I decided I was just going to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do and like not overthink things. Like I was just like, woo, I'm being wild. Um, But it actually ended up being this super important lesson for me and just like letting go. Um, I continued to be a little bit chaotic into the fall, but really I'm like mostly back to normal. But I think it's like a new normal. Like I feel like I'm not as attached to doing things because I'm supposed to do them as I was before I went off on my chaotic girl summer adventures, which was very all- powerful to watch. Let me just it say was so much fun. I had the best time. Um, it was so fun for all of us. <laughs> um, it was like a yeah, Phoenix like, rising think- from the ashes. Yes. Oh. A Phoenix moment, which we know I love. Love it. Yes. Thanks y'all. I think, I think all of that was sort of like, the culmination of a longer transformation that probably began a little over two years ago in um, November, rather 2019, which is, I think when I really started to come to terms with the fact that I just wasn't really living in a way that felt authentic. And I had been doing a lot of things because they were what I was supposed to do, or they were what felt safe rather than because they were sort of like what I actually wanted. Um, Obviously the biggest thing about that was like being in this 
sort of six year long relationship that was, you know, like very supportive in a lot of ways, but just wasn't right for me. Um, and realizing that it was okay for me to end that relationship, um, or really like that marriage, which is what it was, helped me realize that it was okay to do a lot of other things that I never thought I would do. Um, so I've just been like shedding the expectations that I had for myself and and that's been really affirming. And I think that is a very Saturn returning thing. Totally. Um, and yeah, just like in the last two plus years and especially in 2021, I think I've really come to live authentically in my own queerness. Um, I've also been changing my idea of what success looks like in my career and like honestly, like my whole relationship with career success itself, like I've talked about this, but I'm really working on letting go of an idea of myself that's super tied into the kind of work that I do and working on finding fulfillment outside of my labor. Like, let's not, let's not dream of labor, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. not I, dream I, of labor on this podcast, aside from the labor podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I feel like I've also just made incredible new friends and strengthened really special relationships with old ones. And um, this is like what Zoe said, like, I feel like I'm really prioritizing the people who matter. Um, And sorry, this is really corny. Um, I'm like starting to look ahead at building a life with somebody that in some ways looks traditional, which is my way of saying I am once again dating a man. Um, But (laughs) it's grounded bias is like, real <laughs> it's, and it, valid. It is like grounded. <laughs> it's grounded in this like incredible like radical shared queer politics which like makes such a difference um so yeah like as zoe said it, it has just been a time for tearing things down but also like building things that last and i'm really hopeful that a lot of this stuff will last so yeah, that's been my Saturn return in a nutshell. It's been um, really hard, but really, really good. Hell yeah. Yeah. I just hope that 2022 is a really good year for all of our listeners and a terrible year for all of our haters. Exactly. <laughs> Could not agree more. Um, so yeah, if you are currently experiencing Saturn return, we understand we're here for you. We are all currently experiencing the solar return that is New Year's that is fake, but we hope you have a fun, safe time. And um, next week, as as we've alluded to, we're all at different places in our love and romantic lives and sex lives. <laughs> and we will be discussing next week on a holiday season edition of revolutionary romance. So we are looking for your stories, questions, um, anything really related to like dating, etc. around the holiday times. And you can send those to us. Um, well, you can tell us on Discord and you can join our Discord if you sign up for Patreon. Um, there's no tier to be on the Discord. It's a very fun space. You can go to patreon.com slash season of bitch. <laughs> I like when Laura nods at me because we all know that I can't remember which one is which. Um, but yeah, you can join You can join Discord. We have a whole Revolutionary Romance channel, which is lovely. And you can send us your thoughts there. You can send them on Instagram and Twitter at Season of the Bee. You can email us at seasonofthebee at gmail.com. As I've expressed, I do have some guilt about how I respond to the emails or lack thereof. <laughs> but I will eventually. And that is a promise. Um, so you can email us 
it's not necessarily my recommended version of contact. Um, but you can, and I do see them. You can rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. You can Spotify us. You can follow us on Spotify. You can put us on our Spotify wrapped. Um, I know how technology works and <laughs> you can just have a really nice new year's. Be safe. Yeah, have a be nice cozy. New year's. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Bitch.